section eleven of the rover volume one number sixteen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the rover volume one number sixteen edited by seba smith and lawrence Labrie. section eleven jefferson's personal habits health etc whatever difference of opinion may exist as to the political principles and moral worth of mr jefferson and they have been bitter enough in their day and long continued the world has accorded to him a high rank among the wise and philosophical minds of the age in which he lived it is interesting to look back upon the personal habits of such a man and observe the hints he has left that have a bearing which deeply concerns us all a healthy state of the body it seems that mr jefferson was neither a grammite nor a teetotaler but still in his day he made a very considerable approach to both of these systems the following letter happening to be before us we throw it into the rover monticello march twenty one eighteen nineteen sir your letter of february eighteenth came to hand on the first instant and the request for a history of my physical habits would have puzzled me not a little had it not been for the model with which you accompanied it of dr rush's answer to a similar inquiry i live so much like other people that i might refer to ordinary life as the history of my own like my friend the doctor i have lived temperately eating little animal food and that not as aliment so much as the condiment for the vegetables which constitute my principal diet i double however the doctor's glass and a half of wine and even treble it with a friend but have its effects by drinking the weak wines only the ardent wines i cannot drink nor do i use ardent spirits of any kind malt liquors and cider are my table drinks and my breakfast like that also of my friend is of tea and coffee i have been blessed with organs of digestion which accept and concoct without ever murmuring whatever the palate chooses to consign to them and i have not yet lost a tooth by age i was a hard student until i entered on the business of life the duties of which leave no idle time to those disposed to fill them and now retired and at the age of seventy-six i am again a hard student indeed my fondness for reading and study revolts me from the drudgery of letter-writing and a stiff wrist the consequence of an early dislocation makes writing slow and painful i am not so regular in my sleep as the doctor says he was devoting to it from five to eight hours according as my company or the book i am reading interests me and i never go to bed without an hour or a half hour's previous reading of something moral whereon to ruminate in the intervals of sleep but whether i retire to bed early or late i rise with the sun i use spectacles at night but not necessary in the day unless reading small print my hearing is distinct in particular conversation but confused when several voices cross each other which unfits me for the society of the table i have been more fortunate than my friend in the article of health so free from catarrhs that i have not had one in the breast i mean on an average of eight or ten years through life i ascribe this exemption partly to the habit 
of bathing my feet in cold water every morning for sixty years past a fever of more than twenty-four hours i have not had more than two or three times in my life a periodical headache has afflicted me occasionally once perhaps in six or eight years for two or three weeks at a time which seems now to have left me and except on an occasion of late indisposition i enjoy good health too feeble indeed to walk much but riding without fatigue six or eight miles a day and sometimes thirty or forty i may end these egotisms therefore as i began by saying that my life has been so much like that of other people that i might say with horace to every one mutato nomine de tu fabula narratur i must not end however without due thanks for the kind sentiments of regard you are so good as to express toward myself and with my acknowledgments for these be pleased to accept the assurances of my respect and esteem t jefferson end of section eleven